Bearcats men's basketball game tonight against Memphis has been postponed, which means we got to switch gears on today's show. I'll give you my takeaways from what Desmond Ritter, Jerome Ford, and Kobe Bryant said at yesterday's Senior Bowl practice, plus what you should be looking for as an athlete or student if you're considering attending the University of Cincinnati. And with the schedule now changed for Bearcats men's basketball, how does it impact the team? Big picture. All that coming up on today's episode of Locked On Bearcats. You are Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you again for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Alex Frank here with you on Thursday, February 3rd of 2022. Uh, as you heard at the outset, the Bearcats game tonight against Memphis has been postponed. It will be postponed until Tuesday, February the 15th. Time and network to be determined. It has been postponed due to the inclement weather that has come into the tri-state Cincinnati. So um, wherever you are, please stay safe. If you have to travel, please do so with caution. I'm not trying to be a meteorologist telling you that. I'm just telling you all that out of concern for all of you. Or you can just stay inside and listen to today's show and listen to other episodes of Locked On Bearcats. Man, what a time it is to be a Cincinnati sports fan. It's a weird time as well. I was talking with um, a friend of mine last night. Um, former member of our of my staff at Bearcast Media and current sports director, actually, Sean McMahon. He and I were talking, and I just was talking about, I had brought up how weird it is. It's weird right now in Cincinnati because normally at this time of year, as has been the case since probably the late 80s, early 90s, and obviously I've, I've only been alive since 1998, but knowing that that is the last time the Bengals were in the Super Bowl winning playoff games, by the time this time of year rolls around, most of us in Cincinnati are probably looking forward to spring training or we are caught up in Bearcats basketball to see if they can make the tournament, which in most years they do. This year remains to be seen. And then how far they can advance in the NCAA tournament once they earn a bid. But we're also looking forward to Red Spring training. And that's just not the case right now. And that's a good thing. That's an okay thing. MLB is in a lockout right now. Who knows when that's going to end? Spring training is likely going to be delayed, according to ESPN. So with that in mind, I just think about we are talking about, we are thinking about things we don't normally think about this time of year. And because the game tonight has been postponed, I'm like, because originally... I knew, obviously, that the Senior Bowl was happening this week. All the other college all-star games, a lot of other college all-star games are happening. And I knew about that, but I wasn't going to focus on that because there's men's basketball to focus on, huge week. And I also knew, and of course, I'm very much aware that the Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. So, I mean, there's other things that I can hit on, but... Strictly with the Bearcats, now that there is no game tonight, I thought, okay, why don't I 
you know, hear what Desmond Ritter and Jerome Ford and Kobe Bryant had to say at the Senior Bowl yesterday. And I was, you know, struck by several things. Um, Desmond Ritter talked about how he's hoping this university can continue to be a great place to churn out athletes and pro prospects and draft prospects. And that just speaks to how, you know, his position where he could be a first-round pick, a first-round draft pick. He, he's certainly going on day two if he doesn't go on day one. I, I think he should go day one. I mean, heck, with Tom Brady retiring, I think Desmond Ritter could fit really well in Tampa Bay. In Tampa Bay, especially if they can keep Byron Leftwich as offensive coordinator. You have an established offensive coordinator there for him. But he talked about that. He talked about who he models his game after. I thought that I thought that answer was really interesting. He mentioned Deshaun Watson for his, you know, athletic abilities and his dual threat, you know, playmaking. But he also mentioned Ryan Tannehill. And Ryan Tannehill's a quarterback who I always thought more highly of than a lot did. And if you if you listen to Nashville Sports Talk recently, <laughs> they <laughs> and particularly one show that I listen to, they think it's time to move on from Ryan Tannehill. But Ryan Tannehill, Desmond Ritter mentioned his game management. And I was thinking about that because Ryan Tannehill this season led, five, I think, five game-winning drives. Five game-winning drives for the Tennessee Titans. It's a lot. I mean, that is, I mean, I mean, that's, the Titans won 12 games, five of which Ryan Tannehill has had, a, you know, the final word, so to speak, including the game in week 16 against the 49ers that, you know, sort of put the division within their firmly in their grasp. And that snapped it. You know, that, that was after losing a tough game at Pittsburgh. I'm not tr trying to turn this into a Ryan Tannehill segment, but I just found that really interesting, you know, because there's so many quarterbacks who manage games really well. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, um, Joe Burrow, he mentioned Ryan Tannehill. That was kind of an out-of-the-box answer, but I like that Desmond Ritter is watching all sorts of, all different kinds of quarterbacks. But he mentions that. Jerome Ford talked about, you know, how this city is embracing and is excited about the Bengals. And it's something interesting because I've always felt like this city, you know, we have an NFL team, we have a college football team, we have an MLB team, we have an MLS team. I mean, we have two major college basketball programs that, you know, together create one of the best rivalries in the sport in the entire country. But I've always felt like they've always been their own entities. You know, they haven't really come together. They're just operating by themselves. They're just there. I remember my very first Bearcats game I went to. It was 2008 against Syracuse. And when we get when we go to the game and we're driving around trying to find a parking spot, I'm like, wait, why aren't we downtown? Like, this doesn't look like where I'm used to going to a football game. But, you know, I just wasn't, you know, obviously that was my first time in Clifton. But I just think about, you know, now all of a sudden we have teams, you know, that are excited for one another. You have Jonathan India, who... Sean told me last night he's planning to go to the Super Bowl. You have Jonathan Indy at the playoff game here in Cincinnati, the Bengals playoff game against the Raiders. You have Chad Johnson 
you know, the day the Bearcats made the college football playoff. He does a Dr. Ocho Cinco segment on the Jumbotron at the Bengals games. And he, you know, referenced the Cincinnati Bearcats in that segment. So you have fran- you have the franchises and programs excited for each other. And I think that's because the advent of social media, you have some star players that have come through and Desmond Ritter and Joe Burrow and Luke Fickle and what he's done with the program. That's what you want to see. Like, and I don't know how it is in other cities. I've only lived in Cincinnati. But you're seeing the, you know, connection between teams growing. Because Jerome Ford referenced, you know, how how excited this city is. And maybe because the city hasn't had a lot of success in sports recently. You know, the Bengals were good for a time, then the Reds were... But no, but no two teams together have been good at one time. But now you have the Bearcats are good, and they're only going to hopefully sustain that. The Bengals are hopefully going to be around for a while. Um, Bearcats basketball is coming back, so it's a great time. And and I just love that you know Ritter and Ford took it upon themselves to say what they said. And there was another question asked. I couldn't quite hear the wording, but I think I made it out to. Desmond Ritter, who were his two favorite players or who, you know, the players that he idolized growing up. And he mentioned two players, you know, he mentioned Ray Lewis and Julio Jones. And I always like answers that aren't so mainstream. Like, you know, if someone were to ask you who, if someone were to ask a quarterback who they idolized growing up, most would probably say Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. But here you have Desmond Ritter talking about Ray Lewis who was a linebacker, a good linebacker, don't get me wrong, and Julio Jones, who still plays. He's not, you know, who he once was. Maybe he'll have a bounce back here next year, but I just think about Desmond Ritter, and when you hear him talk, you know who he reminds me of at the podium is Patrick Mahomes, because Ritter will, you know, answer the question in full. He'll go into great detail. He gives you some great content. He's elaborative, and when you listen to Mahomes talk in a press conference, that's also who he is. Ritter has respect for the media, respect for those around him, respect for those he competes against. Gotta love that. And I think that's why he's going to make a really good quarterback in the NFL. It's not just for what he is on the field, but it's also for who he is as a per- as a person and a man and a leader off the field. Speaking of what a great time it is to be in Cincinnati, if you're if you're an athlete being recruited, if you're a student considering attending the University of Cincinnati, you should. I'll tell you why next here on Locked On Bearcats. But first, I got to tell you about BetOnline.net because BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues. It's March through the playoffs right to the big game in a couple weeks. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season, and it's not just football. Bet Online has up to the minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live, real time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet Online, where the game starts.
Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. It's Super Week brought to you by Get Upside, and there's no better place to get coverage of the big game than the Locked On NFL podcast. Locked On NFL, Locked On Bengals, and Locked On Rams will be in LA all week covering the big game. Of course, Locked On Bengals, hosted by a good friend of mine, James Rapine and Jake Lisko. I'm sure we'll hear from them. Leading up to Super Bowl 56, Sunday night, February the 13th, between the Bengals and the LA Rams. I, I, I'm getting I'm getting more confident about that game. At first, I was like, eh, you know, the Rams are, are so talented on both sides of the ball. You know, how's that Bengals offensive line gonna block Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, and Von Miller? And I'm starting to think, you know what? Maybe that doesn't matter. Maybe it's just Joe Burrow is not going to let them lose this game because Joe Burrow wins in big games. He's never lost a big game in his career. Anyway, so speaking of that, you know, like I, like I mentioned on a show earlier this season, or, or this week, excuse me, when I was a student at the University of Cincinnati, I was able to take advantage of an opportunity given to me and presented to me by um, someone that, um, from, bank, from the Bengals who works in the ticket office. And I was able to purchase season tickets. And I've kept them ever since. So, that's one thing I was able to do. Now, I purchased them when the Bengals were going into a, you know, a, a pretty significant rebuild. You know, it was a dark time for the franchise. You had division between the fan base and the team. It, it was just, it was not good. There was a lot of toxicity. And it's just been a complete 180 this year. If you are living in Cincinnati right now, the, you've never experienced something like this. Where where you've previously expected whatever can go wrong will go wrong. Now it's like, okay, how can we win this game? How can this team win this game? You've never thought like that. And, and that's just what the Bengals have done this season. What the Bearcats have done this season. The Bearcats have a hardcover book coming out called Breaking Down Barriers. And it's just, you look at all the narratives that have surrounded this team in this city this season. Well, they're a group of five team. Well, they can't beat the big teams. They can't play with power five teams. Whatever. Jerome Ford talked about that he doesn't believe in power five today at the Senior Bowl. He said today that all they had to do is just get a couple dudes and they were going to be fine. Put in the work and the success was going to come. The results were going to come. I thought that was great. I thought that was great. You know, and he didn't say, you know, like someone that had a chip on his shoulder. He he said it that he believes it, and he said it with confidence. He said it with respect, and that's something I like. So anyway, if you're if you're an athlete being recruited, I'll put it to you, let's actually start with this. If you're not even planning to play collegiate sports, if you're a student, and this was similar to me when I decided to attend the University of Cincinnati, and believe me, Bearcats football at that time was an afterthought. Like I said, people went to Calhoun Street on the weekends because that's what students do down there. BUS was dead on game days, from what I remember. So if you're a student considering attending the University of Cincinnati, you should. And there's many re- and, and, and I'm sure if you are into sports, you'll consider these things. Number one is how good are they? Like, at least for me, I wanted to go to a school where I knew that I knew that was going to be good in sports. Now, I was only concerned 
with college basketball at the time. And I knew Cincinnati had a good team. My freshman year, they were Final Four caliber. So that factored into my decision. I wanted to be a student at a school that had a good college basketball team that was in the top 10, that was going to play in the NCAA tournament, was going to be in contention for the Final Four, that was going to be talked about on a national level like Duke and North Carolina and Villanova and Kansas and those teams. Number two, the facilities. I don't want to go to just some barn or some dump for a game. No. I want to go to, you know, my freshman year, fifth, fifth, third arena was being renovated. And my sophomore year, I remember walking in for the first time and just like, oh my gosh, like this place is just incredible. Like it was a, you know, very nice modern day arena. I mean, it was with what they did, $87 million. I know Mike Bone is no longer at Cincinnati. He's at USC, but I got to give him major credit. That was a fantastic project he spearheaded. And it's a place where students love to go to games. It's packed for marquee games. The atmosphere is incredible. I remember Chris Holtman, Ohio State's head coach, a head coach I have tons of respect for. Because Ohio State came in, was Cincinnati's first regular season opponent in the newly renovated arena. Ohio State wins the game. But he comes into his post-game press conference, and, he, and the first thing he compliments was the environment. That was really that was awesome of him to come in and do that. You know, Ohio State viewed as a rival by some of us here in Cincinnati, and for their head coach to come in and cred, and and compliment the environment as a visiting head coach it speaks volumes about him. And it speaks volumes about the arena. I mean, it was rocking that night, and the Bearcats didn't even play that well. Like that year you had UCLA come in. That place was loud. You had Xavier. The student section was full 90 minutes before tip-off. How do you not want to be a part of that if you're considering where to go to school? And it's interesting because I think the perception of Cincinnati has changed from, you know, well, if I don't get into Ohio State, I'll go to Cincinnati. I think that now it's changed. And a lot of that, I think, has to do with the success of its sports teams. The Bearcats just made the college football playoff. College basketball, Cincinnati, historically, is a really good program. Wes Miller, regardless of what happens this year, I believe is going to have this program turned around. You're not going to play in the Big 12. You're going to get on Big Monday, hopefully, against Kansas. Or any team, for that matter. You think about that when you are considering where to go to school. If you want to stay in state, you can go to Cincinnati. You can go to Xavier. Fun fact, they don't have a football team. You can go to Ohio State, where everybody else goes. But it, plus, attendance keeps rising every year. And that ha- there's a lot that has to do with it. DAP has a lot to do with it. The design, architecture, and planning um, school popular, the Linder um, College of Business, very popular, the innovation hub that just was built in October of 2018, I went to that grand opening, it was very, very nice, you're near Kroger, you're near a lot of great companies, P&G, um, Procter, well, I just said that, um, PNC, Great American, 
If you're if you're wor- if you're planning on majoring in business, I mean, look at all the opportunities there for you. But you also now will know about Cincinnati because they were that first group of five team to make the playoff. They were that darling of college football this year. College basketball, they've had historically really good teams. You remember Kenyon Martin, Sean Kilpatrick, and Gary Clark, and Jaron Cumberland. And now, you know, Wes Miller is going to be the head coach when they transition to the Big 12. So they're going to get on national television. They're going to play in a marquee college basketball tournament. The Big 12 tournament championship game has the Saturday night 6 o'clock slate. Or slate, excuse me. That's a, that's a prime time spot for a championship game. So you consider how good the teams are. You consider the facilities where you go to games. And if you're not, and if you're into sports, you want them to be good. Believe me, I thought about that when I decided where I wanted to go to school. I knew college basketball because I love college basketball. And I love college football too. I just always have loved college basketball a little bit more. Um, That factored into my decision. Because I knew, because I... In years past, when the Bengals didn't make the playoffs and their season would come to an end, I immediately turned my attention to college basketball, to watching the games, reading all the articles, you know, reading the media guides and getting ready for every game, and just kind of living my life by the next game when the next when the next game came around. I still do that. And if you're if you're if you're an athlete, you want to consider the team and the culture. Look at the culture Luke Fickle's built. It's a very, very good culture and a very good team and a very good program. Facilities are incredible. They're hopefully going to get a permanent, you know, facility for all sports. And the opportunity, you want exposure. The Bearcats had seven nationally televised games this year on ESPN or ABC or NBC. You know, draft potential. You just saw Desmond Ritter and, and him now being an ambassador for the university. He comes in and says, at Senior Bowl day yes, at Senior Bowl yesterday, you know, he hopes that this school continues to be a great place that turns out draft prospects. If you have someone like him who's going to be in the Nippert Stadium Ring of Honor, if you have someone that, you know, was a two-time conference player of the year, two-time conference champion, said numerous school and conference records saying that, you know the school is in good hands. Especially in its highest revenue-driven sport, which is football. But basketball is also important. It's been historically this school's signature sport. Speaking of which, I mentioned at the outset that the game tonight against Memphis has been postponed, but there's still one other game this weekend. It's a pretty significant game. We'll get into that. And what now the schedule looking like means big picture for Cincinnati going forward. We will get to all of that next here on Lockdown Bearcats. But first, I have to tell you about an incredible app. Everyone who buys gas needs to know about it's called get upside and my listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up just download the free get upside app in the app store google play right now use promo code score for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up cash back so don't pay full price of the pump anymore get cash back using get upside just download the app for free and use promo code score for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank you see some people who drive a lot, like me, are making as much to two as two to three hundred dollars a year in cash back, and there's no catch because the cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Get Upside app and use promo code SCORE 
for 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's code SCORE for 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. Once again, thank you for making Locked On Bearcats your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Alex Frank here with you on this Thursday, February the 3rd. You know, something interesting I heard yesterday, and I cannot believe this is true. But I will take this woman's word for it. So Andrea Kramer um, hosts a podcast I listen to when I'm not recording this podcast and listening to the Locked On Podcast Network. and. The podcast NFL Films Tales from the Vault. It's a really insightful podcast. It is her going into the NFL Films archives and pulling out interviews from certain years with certain, you know, players, coaches, broadcasters, etc. And next week's inter- and Steve Sable does all these interviews. And so next week it's Steve Sable's only ever interview, and I cannot believe he only interviewed this man once and that's John Madden how does Steve Sable and John how does Steve Sable and John Madden only assemble produce one interview excuse me one interview over the course of time one but Andrea Kramer worked with John Madden I'll take her word for it she's incredible um that podcast is really good too NFL films tales from the vault um, very, very good. Anyway, just thought I'd throw that little, as Dan Horde likes to say, nugget in there. So the game tonight was postponed. Bearcats in Memphis. It's now rescheduled for Tuesday, February, February 15th time and network to be determined. So the Bearcats still do have a game Sunday night, six o'clock against Houston, the number six team in the country. And this Memphis game being postponed, I think is both good and bad. Because now you kind of don't have two huge games in one week. However, you're jumping right in now to Houston. And that also means you have a lot of tough games in the back half of the, you know, back-loaded schedule. The Bearcats have 10 games remaining. Two with Houston, one with Memphis, one with SMU. The other games are against middle-of-the-pack or bottom-of-the-pack teams. But like I mentioned in yesterday's show, the margin for error is still very, very slim because of some things the Bearcats were not able to accomplish earlier this season. They didn't beat Monmouth. They didn't beat Tulane. They blew it against Temple. Now they're in a position where they have to win some of these games that are going to be very difficult if they want to get to where they want to go, which is the NCAA tournament. The NCAA tournament, there is talk about it around here. It's not like it's... An afterthought. It's a possibility. But it starts with winning games like Sunday against Houston. And I know that some of you might think, and I think this too, well, if they just keep it close, yeah. But unfortunately, L's are L's and wins are wins. You know, at the end of the day, you either win the game or you lose the game. You know, I don't think there are moral victories. You know, unfortunately, college sports is so much about judgment and rankings, as opposed to professional sports, where all you have to do is finish high enough in the standings 
and you get into its postseason. And that is one problem with college sports. At the same time, it also makes it more competitive, which in turn causes a, a greater turnout because you are so invested in your team and you want to make sure you do everything you can to help them win. And that's the case with Cincinnati. So, like I like I've mentioned earlier this this month this this year, Cincinnati is going to have to beat the teams they need to beat in order to have a shot at going to the NCAA tournament. That means not this week, but next week leading up to the Super Bowl. They're going to have to go to Tampa Bay and beat USF. They're going to have to go to Tulsa and beat a Tulsa team that stinks. They're going to have to go to UCF. They're the only time they face them this season on February 23rd, I believe, and win that game. They're going to have to beat USF at home. They're going to have to beat um, SMU on the road. SMU is very good. They're a bubble team right now. Bearcats already have a big win over them this season. And then it's going to be it's going to be a matter of well they got to be Wichita State and Temple at home too. I'll give you that. The Memphis game postponed now gives the Bearcats three home games in one week: the 15th against Memphis, the 17th against Temple, and the 20th against I'm sorry, the 17th against Wichita State, the 20th against Temple. That right there is a stretch where they can bank some bank three wins. I don't think Memphis is that good. The Bearcats should beat them. The problem is it's a bad matchup. But now playing Houston first, I think, can get you ready for that game because Houston's going to come at you, point blank, period. They're going to jack up shots from all over the court. And not only that, they are going to fly to the hoop and rebound the ball. Someone mentioned it on a broadcast of a Bearcats-Houston game years ago. It's like Houston has seven players on the floor and the Bearcats have five because they get offensive rebounds from every conceivable angle. And Wes Miller has stressed all season that rebounding is this team's biggest issue. Well, they're going to have to get better because Houston is a menace on the glass when it comes to rebounding. You saw it last year. You saw it in 2020. You saw it in 2019. You've seen it throughout the course of the last few seasons. Kelvin Sampson, say what you want about him, has built an identity at Houston. So the margin for error, like I've mentioned, is very slim. So... How will the Bearcats respond to it? They have extra time now to prepare for Houston. They'll be well-rested. Houston played last night against Tulane. Will Cincinnati be able to, against the tough competition, if you beat Houston, you'll feel that surge of momentum. Remember remember in Brandon's first season, the Bearcats beat Houston, and it felt like they could make a run in February, and they ultimately did. They maybe would have made the NCAA tournament in 2020 had COVID not canceled it. We'll see what happens this year. Sunday is a big game. More on that on tomorrow's show. That is all I've got for you today. And we will be back tomorrow with a preview of the Bearcats game against Houston on Sunday. As always... You can follow me on Twitter at Frankie underscore Natty with two N's, N-N-A-T-I. You can follow me on Instagram, AlexFrank9 underscore, and email me at Alex3FrankieGmail.com. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. 
I'm Alex Frank for Lockdown Bearcats. Stay safe where you are today. If you have to travel, please do so with extreme caution. And stay healthy, of course. And until we talk to you tomorrow, have a great rest of your day. And I'll be back tomorrow for more Lockdown Bearcats.